0: welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the
1: culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: Uh, I thought I would share with you all that I made a podcast with Cooper the other day.
2: With Cooper? mm
1: mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, I have made a podcast with Charlie that we published, a Sawbones with Charlie. Right. Yes. And and Charlie did a great great job. I was very proud of her. And Charlie was getting lots of compliments on how great she did. And so Cooper, of course, mm-hmm. bore witness to all this. <laughs> of course. And was not happy. Right. Because where is her podcast? So <laughs> she said, for podcast? she came over to me and whispered, can we do a podcast about Phineas and Ferb?
0: About Phineas and Ferb? Now, here's the weird thing. I've never seen them watch that. We have
1: barely ever watched <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Huh. I was on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, like I'm not saying we don't. We have watched some of it. They've watched Mm -hmm. the movie several times for some reason. Mm -hmm. And we do enjoy it. So this is not like, it's not like my kids don't like Phineas and Ferb. It's just not, it is not in any way in regular rotation in this Mm -hmm. house. It is no Bluey in this house. Right. So it was a weird thing for her to ask me to do a podcast about. And I don't, I know very little to do a podcast about it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, well, okay, hon. So we came down and we sat down and I really recorded it. I didn't, I I never fake it. Mm -hmm. I set us all up. I hit record mm-hmm. and I said, go for it. What's the name of our podcast? Introduce us. Let's go. And she said, okay, welcome to Secrets Made Podcast with nice. Cooper McElroy and Mommy Sydney. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mommy Sydney. Mommy, Mommy Sydney. Sydney.
1: And Secret Made, as in, like, we made it in secret. And I was like, okay, thank you for having me. What, what is this about? And she said, mommy, I want to ask you questions. And I said, okay. She said, I want to know about dinosaurs. Did she trick you into doing like a weird answer all my kid questions podcast by saying it was Phineas and Ferb? I guess. Or she forgot on the way downstairs. (laughs) I don't know. But she starts asking me questions about dinosaurs. Now, here's the thing. I don't know any... Like, I I know the average amount about dinosaurs. Like, I don't want to say I don't know anything. Yeah. (laughs) But I know what, like, your average adult who's not interested in dinosaurs knows about dinosaurs. That's it. So she's like, I'm going to ask you questions about dinosaurs and you can tell me. And I'm like, well, I'm not a paleontologist, which, by the way, is someone who does know about dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. And she says, so did dinosaurs make the planet?
2: Wow, we're getting heavy real fast.
1: Is this my fault? I don't know. Did you tell her dinosaurs made the planet? No,
0: she <laughs> asked me who the first people were ever. And I didn't know what direction <laughs> to take that conversation. Okay. So I said, well, the first things on the planet were dinosaurs. And then she said, so dinosaurs made people? I said, uh, yes. And she said, then those people made more people? I said, yes. So you went, then they made us. I said, Yes. This is inaccurate. This is maybe my fault. <laughs> this is I feel inaccurate. like it's it's not
2: inaccurate. I feel like it's accurate with missing vital steps.
0: Yeah. Like I left out the dinosaurs getting wiped out and us being made from other parts. But I also didn't know how to
1: answer who were the first people on Earth. <laughs> so I made it very clear that the dinosaurs didn't make the planet. Hmm? They lived on the planet. Maybe they made it. <laughs> But I so I, I clarified that and she said, So there are dinosaurs? And I said, No, wait, not anymore. They're all dead. Which like this is comforting to her. So that tells you a lot. Yeah. And I'm telling her, like, they, they died before there were ever any humans. So like there were never dinosaurs and humans. Separate things, different times on the same planet. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there thinking and she goes So in dinosaur world, did they ask If humans are real and think about humans as monsters. (laughs) Uh, Which is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot.
2: I mean, I think this assumes time traveling dinosaurs.
1: Well, that's I are we are we imagining that dinosaurs in whatever method of communication they use uh, envision the existence of the human mammal? Of the of of us,
2: or, or is this a, is this a multiverse situation where there are worlds where dinosaurs were not wiped out mm-hmm. and they have advanced technology and perhaps perhaps there is a dinosaur world. Maybe there are many,
1: and maybe and they Jurassic speak. Park happened, but it's hmm. but humans. it's humans. Yeah, because because humans are the more dangerous, the most dangerous, game the most dangerous, <laughs> the most dangerous animal <laughs> because we kill things all the time.
2: All, all other all other universes are like happy utopias it's just it's all dinosaurs and they understand that the only that that, that's the the way that you can destroy any universe is if you accidentally make humans so humans are are a tightly guarded concept
1: and there's a dinosaur scientist holding a giant piece of amber with a little human trapped inside (laughs) it like ah ah," frozen forever in amber and they're like look what I found (laughs)
0: And everyone else, all the other dinosaurs are like, don't do it.
2: Don't do it. Don't reanimate it. Don't bring it back. <laughs> but I mean, don't we also kind of have dinosaurs still? Because aren't birds little dinosaurs?
1: And like okay. alligators? The, I, I did not want to get into... <laughs> Like we can we have <laughs> that. We it was sort of like when on on Sawbones when Charlie asked me what's syphilis and I'm like um, hmm. <laughs> an illness. Moving on, That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, is it like a cold? Sure. <laughs> I guess in some ways. Like every, she said, does everybody get it like a cold? And I'm like, it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there so there exists this podcast I did with oh, man. Cooper about dinosaurs briefly um and then she got bored and she said can i be excused and i said well honey it's your show if you want to end it like that's totally fine of course and she says so can i be excused and i said yes and then she backed away from the mic stuck her head down into her shirt and screamed and then she sat back up at the mic and said okay i'm back yep and I think we need to make it normal that in life sometimes when you're in a situation you are allowed to say I'm sorry, can I be excused? And when someone says of course, we just stick our head down our shirt and scream. scream and then re-enter and go okay, I'm I'm back. <laughs> I feel like I need to do that about 30 I've times done a that day. <laughs> can I be excused? <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. I saw somebody on uh, on TikTok who was, I don't know what, what their specialty was, but they were saying that, you know, we can perceive uh, language in our heads uh, and that you can that you can scream in your head without making any sound. And it, it feels relief in a lot of the same ways. And I was like, mm-hmm. no way that's true. And then I tried it and I'm like, oh, that does feel good, actually. And I just screamed in my head for like a prolonged period of time. <laughs>
1: Are you screaming in your head right now? I can yeah. tell I can tell by the look <laughs> on your face that you're screaming in your head right I now. To, I was trying to figure out and I was like, Oh, there it is. Everybody right? listening along is trying to scream in their head yep. right now.
2: It it's, it feels pretty good. I don't it's not as good as a real scream, I think, but if you're in a if you're in a situation where you can't you can't scream out loud, perhaps in a busy restaurant setting where you really want to scream, just scream in your head a little bit.
1: Let's uh let's take five seconds and everybody just uh listening along, let's all just scream in our heads. Right now. <laughs> real quick. Ready, set, go. Didn't Great that, job, that felt think. better didn't that feel better yeah yeah okay all right <laughs> um, i thought we needed that anyway what are we talking about <laughs> we're talking about phoebe bridges uh phoebe... that's the opposite of screaming i feel
2: like yeah
0: you know it is kind of like screaming in your head i think some of her music like s- such chill screaming though like it's soft but it's also like a little bit angry so it's just like screaming in your head okay
2: okay yeah i would say because there's no actual screaming there's one song on um the uh oh gosh what's the the 2020 album um um
1: oh i only listened to the one you you the alps one uh
2: the punisher uh stranger in the alps well i was reading some album notes and on that for one of the songs, she described it as like similar to uh but um my Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. She's like, it's whatever genre that is. And I really wanted to make a metal song. And I'm like, oh, I, w- I want to check this out, though, because after listening to Stranger in the Alps, I'm like, I can't imagine what it sounds like her doing a metal song. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, no, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not that. <laughs> it's very discordant at the end. Uh, yeah. That's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, I did want to talk about specifically Stranger in the Alps from 2017, which I believe was her first, like, full studio album
2: yeah
1: um she's a ghost on the front of the album
0: she's a ghost on the front
1: or is that just a ghost on the front oh yeah i don't know why i assumed it was her i mean it's her album yeah um i don't know i i don't i would not know this artist if i saw her really Mm -mm. i have no i'm gonna be really honest with you prior to listening to this album you'd never i don't think i'd ever heard any of these songs really i don't think so if I have, I don't remember ever hearing them. They did not ring a bell, and I think because of her name in my head, I had her confused with that actress. What? Isn't there an actress named like Phoebe Waller? Something. Oh, oh yeah, who's in Fleabag? Not Bridgers, no. though.
0: Um, <laughs> we sound like our parents. I
2: know. Uh, <laughs> Say Phoebe Buffet
1: yeah that's what I was thinking. That was the first place my mind It went. is Bridge, Phoebe Waller Bridge, okay,
2: okay. well, that's fair.
1: yeah. In my Probably head, different. I had her confused with her. and I was very I was like, this is not the same. this is not who's singing. This can't be the same. And then I looked and I was like, this is a different. Mm-hmm. This is a whole other human. yeah, one makes music, one's on TV and movies. And I had them conflated in my head.
0: Uh, I do enjoy. I've never seen her in concert, but if you ever look at pictures of her in concert or videos, often she's wearing like, one of those skeleton bodysuits that you'd wear as mm. like a Halloween costume. Mm. That's like the fitted black suit with like the bones printed on the front.
1: I enjoyed that. Is her whole thing spooky? Because that's a ghost and then there's a skeleton. The I mean, songs could be spooky. I mean, they're not spooky, but they're ethereal.
2: Well, she, yeah. she does have a lot of songs about people that have passed. Yeah. I guess that's spooky.
0: And Killer was the first song that came out. It actually came out in 2015, which I didn't know that, but um came out two years before the album as a single. Oh. And that mm. one's, you know, spooky. Say, I that it is spooky. The,
2: I think that's the first song that I ever heard of hers and didn't. I, I, I was listening back to this album. There are a lot of songs that I was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. It's never really. <laughs> they were all by the same person.
0: Yeah. She, uh, I will. You probably heard her when we did our uh, episode on Red Taylor's version. Mm hmm. Um, nothing new the song about like being old and not being new to the media anymore that taylor did as a duet was with phoebe bridgers oh okay which actually i will shamefully say was how i was introduced to phoebe bridgers was listening to that album seeing the name and knowing that she made music but not having really deeply listened to it and then going and seeking it out
1: interesting so I can't I, claim like lifelong fan status. It's very strange because I'd heard the name, but I had no, I really, I didn't know what kind of music she made. And I don't think, but I mean, this is, this is a problem with the way we listen to music now because like the stations that I seek out when I'm not playing my own music from my own phone mm-hmm. are like nineties alternative yeah. <laughs> Then I don't find stuff like this, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, she doesn't pop up on Jimmy Buffett radio. She does not.
0: <laughs> Uh, That would be a great, great collab, though.
1: I mean, he's very chill. A lot of this music I found very soothing and relaxing. I know you say spooky, but it didn't, like It is. It didn't give me the... Like, it didn't make me feel unsettled. The way that, like, Poe would always make me feel sometimes a little unsettled. Mm -hmm. It didn't make me feel that way. It made me feel, like, soothed.
0: Right. All
2: right. That's interesting. I don't know. Like, I feel like it is a little... It's somber, you know. It's not like relax, like I'm just enjoying the sunshine and having a cocktail. It's a bit more like death will find you. Just accept it. That's okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I I would not I would not say that I was like wanted to chill and have a cocktail to it. Yeah. It was just like I don't I don't I didn't. Maybe it was the acceptance <laughs> with spooky. When I hear spooky, I think like uh death is coming let's all run and this was more like it's okay death is coming
2: (laughs) let's all vibe there's a ghost in your house it it it's it likes you it's your friend
1: (laughs) it likes it's the one on the cover of the album yes yes uh, which does look no no actually no that ghost on the front does not look like it wants to be my friend do you think it looks like it wants to be our friend i do yeah
2: it's got a little rainbow coming out of its head
1: and a dog in the background the dog looks menacing
0: a fluffy little boy
1: anyway <laughs>
0: anyways there are a few things um, on this album that I particularly enjoy one is that it is my go to album to put on when I get in my car and I want to put on music but it's like raining outside or it's really early and I'm not in the mood to listen to something that I need to be like into please mm-hmm. <laughs> turn it on it's just like yes all of this fits the vibe currently I can see that yeah uh, you don't really have to be in it Once you, I mean, obviously It's good to listen to the songs for the words When you're first listening to them but Once you know them, you can just kind of put them on And those vibes just kind of like Consume The, the environment, yes. the acceptance
1: I can <laughs> definitely see that
0: Yeah, uh, But also I like that uh, She wrote almost All of the songs by herself Which I didn't mm-hmm. know, but I always That's what one of the things I always liked about artists like Taylor Swift Was you can tell that she's not Singing something that was written and produced for like a variety of artists to try their hand at and then, you know, make demos of and sing like a lot of other popular artists do. It, it, they're all about her life and mm-hmm. experiences. Um, particularly, uh, Motion Sickness is one of my favorites, but also is about one of her actual relationships with
1: a much older man. It was, yeah, that was a very good one. And it was like, one of the bigger hits from it right yeah
0: yeah that one um was actually one of the singles in 2017 leading up to its release along with smoke signals and funeral
1: hmm. mm. so okay yeah no i liked i like motion sickness. that was one that stood out to me yeah
2: yeah i feel like that was on a maybe several movie soundtracks but i definitely heard that in uh uh, what was the? There was a Netflix movie that that was used in. Uh, that's also one of my my favorite songs.
1: Yeah, I would. I can see where these would be good songs too for like movie and TV soundtracks. Yeah, these are very good mood setting, especially if you need something very sad. Definitely. Yeah, like a very sad scene. Uh, there are many of these songs that would work very well. Yeah.
0: Well, and I like that that motion sickness kind of breaks up the the because a lot of them have very like somber beats going on in the background beneath the mm-hmm. lyrics as well this one has a little bit more of like a go ooh, yeah <laughs> yes you know what i mean <laughs> like ooh once yeah you start, it's yeah. like bring, bring, you get the guitar yeah um, it's a little
1: bit more like
0: jam- jammy
1: i like that too yeah yeah
0: a little I, bit more like angry girl but not
1: angry like mm-hmm. yelling angry yeah that makes sense and it, it does stand out in that way. I feel like there's not... Are there any other songs like that? None strike me um, immediately. A lot Georgia of them,
0: has a little bit more of like an, like a, yeah. an uh, upbeat tone, but not quite as much. Like not upbeat in the tone of the words, but in like that the rhythm. That makes
1: sense, because if I was thinking about other songs that I enjoyed, Georgia was on my list. I also liked um, Would You Rather. Yeah, that yeah. one's
0: one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but it also is a very somber, yes. kind of slowed down, along with like Smoke Signals, which I really enjoy. And that's the other thing I really like about the album is it. you can tell it was written and made in an order that was made to be listened to straight through, because mm-hmm. the first song is Smoke Signals, and then the very last song is just that 32nd Smoke Signals reprise, which is just like an instrumental that kind of fades out of the album, that kind of like loops you back around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really enjoy that.
1: Hmm.
0: Like a callback. Yeah. No,
1: hey, I, I remember like that. that song.
0: That that was the first one you listened to. Yeah. yeah. The album's over.
1: Bye. That is not. Yeah. That is nice. Like, um, like in a musical when you have like the overture and then the music. Of the-
0: yes. It's exactly like an overture in a musical.
1: Well, and then at the end you have the, bow, uh-huh. the music for the bows. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it I'm mirrors. glad you're the one that
0: said it. Not me. Usually I'm the one that makes those <laughs> kinds of connections. I'm glad it wasn't me this time. I mean I like
1: musicals too. I did theater. Yes, that's true.
2: <laughs> this would make for a very strange musical, this album.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I am not yeah, I don't think there are a lot of things we talk about that I want to make into musicals. That's that's a comment that this is the highest compliment I can usually pay something. I wanna make that into a musical. This, as enjoyable as it is, I do not see as a musical. It'd be a very sad musical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd be a weird jukebox musical. <laughs>
1: Which there can be. I mean, we, we talked about Into the Woods recently. There can be musicals where almost everyone dies. I feel like if this were a musical, everyone would die. Yeah. yeah it, it, would, it would just end with a bunch of ghosts.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Yes? Just like that one on the cover. All just standing there looking at you, whistling the little smoke signals reprise.
2: It's like it's like one of those, you know, like kind of like Canterbury Tales where everybody has a story. Like everybody starts out as ghosts and then they individually take off their little ghost sheet and they have like a musical number that tells how they ended mm. up a ghost and then they put their sheet back on and then another ghost stands up. Phoebe Bridges is a sounds like
0: a, <laughs> I actually I do want to see that now. <laughs> that
1: is a good that's a what you just laid out is actually a really good premise. I like that. It's
0: like a chorus line but, <laughs> but
1: dead. <laughs> or vagina monologues sure. without the vaginas. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> just those oh, Ghost man, stories. Uh, I want to I want to talk more about why this specifically was important to you but before we do that let's check the group message as I've said before in my household we love cereal cereal is one of our favorite things to eat breakfast dessert anytime cereals an anytime food and Magic Spoon has innovated and changed the cereal game by perfecting the crunchy texture and developing an astounding variety of flavors But it might be something you feel a little bit better about eating because they got zero grams of sugar in there. That's right. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, Uh, whatever your dietary needs might be. Magic Spoon can meet those for you. They've got gluten free. They've got grain free. They've got soy free. It's all in there. Uh, and you can build your own box. They have a huge variety of appealing flavors. They've got classic ones like cocoa, like fruity, frosted, peanut butter. Uh, you got favorites like blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut. Um, or if you if it's like a dessert sort of situation, maybe some cookies and cream, maybe a little cinnamon roll. And like I said, you can build your own box. You can put things together. You want some cocoa and peanut butter? Who doesn't? You can put those right in there together. Magic Spoon has got you covered any time of day to meet your cereal needs. And if you want to check out Magic Spoon, you just go to magicspoon.com slash buffering to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code buffering at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash buffering and use the code buffering to save $5 off.
0: You know what I was just thinking about that these remind me of? The music in some of these. What? Uh, have you ever seen it's usually around Halloween time uh, on Twitter or something like that? There's a the little ghost chorus or like ghost oh, yeah. choir uh, that whistle.
2: Lu- Louis Zong animates those, right? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that whistle mm-hmm. and they make kind of like a percussive uh sound. I'm trying to think of a specific instrument and it's not coming into my head. But like that. The background sounds like the ghost chorus would be singing some of these songs as
1: backup. Why don't I know about this? It's
2: funny. I have to look this up. I did think about that and I, I wasn't sure. I was like is it just because of the album art that I'm thinking about those sad little ghosts? But I feel like there's a... because I like the sad little ghosts as well and I feel like I like them for the same reason. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's sad but it's kind of like earnest in, in its sadness. You know, it's a little bit of that like, like recognizing that, because a lot of these songs, whether are relationships ending or actual like loss of people, it's like things right. end, but that's kind of the natural order. I don't know. There's sort of like a a sweetness to it.
0: Yeah. I, it's like you said, Sid, like, yes, there's a like a ghost on the front, but it's not about like, mm, sad death. Like, yeah. Well. That's, I, I get, that's
1: why I like that it comes full circle like that. Like it all just kind of wraps <laughs> back around like a nice little package. Mm. Is this, a, I just wonder like if this is like a generational shift. <laughs> like, eh, here's a whole album about how, you know, we're going to die, but it's nothing you know, to be Like it's sad, but it's sad in a chill way. And I listened <laughs> to it in, uh, the first time I
0: listened to it was 2021. So I mean, very recently, and it fits the vibe of today very much, mm. but it came out, five years ago and I feel like it was prescient like society was not quite there yet you know what I mean like wh- I don't I mean, like I'm as not a, there as a generation <laughs> it feels very Gen Z to me as a tone mm. um, I feel like we quite weren't there yet in 2017 but Phoebe Bridgers knew we were going to be there one day <laughs> she's like I've been there you all are going to get there soon don't worry I got you
2: start we've gone from Death is the enemy. Oh, death is a friend, actually.
1: (laughs) Now, here's what it looks like, this little ghost. Yeah, no, I I did wonder about that because I was thinking, like, sad music that we grew up with. Because there's always been that, right? There's always been music that is, it's sad, and it's supposed to be sad, and it's what you play when you're going through a breakup. Mm -hmm. There's always been sad music. We need that. Um, But it was... Never, it was always sad. Like I feel like the sad of the '90s was like, I mean, nobody really thought we were gonna we not gonna die. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just like it's like we're doing the sad thing right now. You know, we're just do we're doing the sad thing. Mm-hmm. It was a thing we were doing.
2: But I feel like you know, I, I like how many of her influences she has songs addressing, and and also like on uh on Would You Rather? It's actually it's she sings it with Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes. So there is like like Bright Eyes and Elliot Smith. I think we we had that music, and those were specific influences on her that she recognizes.
1: That makes sense.
2: But I don't know if those those were never quite mainstream.
1: No, they were they were definitely popular, and definitely like I ran in the circles where that kind of stuff was popular. But it wasn't like I. It's like you, your generation doesn't sit around at parties and listen to music like this, do they?
0: I don't. It, I think it depends how you define a party. I don't know. (laughs) Has there ever been been a generation where you sit around at party parties
2: and listen to this music? Sid, I don't know if you were at parties when that was going on.
0: Yeah. Well, like, do I sit, like, when I'm driving in the car with my friends and it's, like, windows down just vibing, do we listen to this? Yes. You do? Yeah. Sometimes you just need something to listen to that, like, chills you out. And if you're feeling your emotions, you feel your emotions, but it's not in, like, a... This is going to make me start sobbing kind of
1: way. If all your friends are in the car and the windows are rolled down, you're like, it's party time. <laughs> then you got to listen to music that's going to pick you
0: up. So that's what you define as a party? I can't imagine we're, a party situation listen. that I'm thinking of, the most recent party I've been to, where this is the music we're, we Where we two
1: or more are gathered in my name, <laughs> it's a party.
2: So in your house me, every Sydney. day, it's a party.
1: Yeah, yeah not in go. my house every day. It's a party. No, I'm joking. I just <laughs> I don't um I that's all I was wondering was like is this a this would be music like I, I think about when I was young. Mm-hmm. It, this would have been like alone time music. Yeah. Purely yeah. a solo experience. I would never have <laughs> listened to this music with other people cuz if other people were around then I we would have been less I don't know what we would have well, I mean, let's be honest. Parties that I attended, we would have been listening to Ren yeah. singing.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you invited some people over to your house and then you put on Phoebe Bridgers, it's a bit of a hey. hey do you want to talk about something? Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got some stuff yes. on your mind. <laughs> That's
1: well, you okay. It, well, I mean, and like I, I think it would. Okay, I listened to Jeff Buckley back in the day. But I didn't like invite my friends over to chill with me and listen to Jeff Buckley. Does that is that a good analogy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't think. Well, OK,
0: I guess that's hard because now in 2022, I don't think anyone. I'm not going to say anyone. I don't think it's very common to be invited to hang out with someone to listen to music because it's everywhere. That's true. It's not like oh you have that new album I gotta listen to that can I come listen to it Like it's everywhere That's all the time That's
1: so weird to think about because I definitely invited people To my house like to listen to Jagged Little Pill mm-hmm. like I had Friends over so that we could sit down and listen to Jagged Little Pill and read through The the you know Lyrics on the CD mm-hmm. liner And all that and I mean like we definitely Did that yeah
2: I, I remember Having a, a sleepover specifically around The release of Natalie Imbrulia's album <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I laid in my. Which, remember that very Delia's bedroom I had for a while, like the, uh-huh. the space age bedroom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I man. do, which is, which is so like the theming. Like the planning and the theming and the room and the everything is on brand for you, Tay, but then the, the specifics of it are not.
2: <laughs> I don't, it's just, we, for some reason, I was the first one that got it. And I just remember sitting in that big inflatable lunar lounger, infla- sitting in inflatable furniture, listening to Natalie and Brulia with the only light in the room being those little push lights that you could stick to your walls that were very popular. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're very cool.
0: Man yeah I mean, now it's just like music comes out and you can stream it everywhere, so everyone listens to it at the same time, like when it, if you're really excited for it to come out, then at midnight when it comes out, and maybe if you want to hang if you're hanging out with your friends, like, oh, have you heard that new album? Let's put it on or whatever, but not like come over to listen to the new Taylor Swift
1: album. That's interesting'cause i I mean it makes sense, obviously that makes mm-hmm. sense, but that that was definitely. And that's not. I mean that that is a holdover from generations past because yeah. you know that started with I got this new record, come to my true. house. I have a turntable. Let's listen to it. Yeah, you know, I got the new Paul Abdul cassette. <laughs> I, these are true. These are true examples. Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> See, I kind of I enjoy that about when we do music on the show, especially when you focus down to like a specific album because it kind of it makes you just listen to the whole album like process the whole album before you move on and I I I like to like treat an artist's work that way you know Mm because usually mm -hmm. that's you know that an album is a complete piece of work it's got a beginning middle and end it has a concept usually behind it of some kind and when you just kind of listen to shuffle on Spotify you you lose that statement
1: yeah I think that's definitely true
0: I saw it recently um spotify changed usually when you clicked on an album the big play button at the top to start playing the whole thing would automatically have a shuffle on it Mm. um which like they do with playlists like you play it and it's automatically on shuffle a lot but artists requested that it not be like that for albums because a lot of the the times they design their albums to be listened to straight through so they don't want obviously you can still shuffle it if you want but they didn't want the default
1: to be Mm -hmm. listening to the album on shuffle so they changed that
0: so like. that was interesting,
1: I think that's good though, because I do think like a good album will take you on that. It's like a I mean, that's where like the idea of a good mixtape comes from. Yeah, it's like a good album. It takes you on a trip. yeah it, you know, an well, emotional it, journey, a story, whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
2: You say, even the idea of auto shuffling a playlist, I'm like, what? but that's, that's how, the the art of a playlist is just figuring out how each song goes into the next, and you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. you can't shuffle a playlist because then, like, you put them on there. Yeah. Man,
0: see, this is what happens when you grow up with iTunes and not making mixtapes, is I've never made a playlist with the intention of it being listened to in an order. What? It's just like, this is the vibe I'm going for. Let me think of all the songs that would fit and just start adding them, like, on Spotify or on Apple or whatever it, it has been. And then I can just shuffle it and they're all going to match the same vibe. I'm I'm not I'm not kidding I've never made a playlist no. with the intention what? of being listened to I mean I'm sure it would still be fine if I listened to it straight through but like that's never been the goal
2: but you gotta how do you get like I mean you, you, like you gotta either you start out like really strong like with a like really engaging song and that gets your energy right away but then you gotta think do I want to keep this energy up do I want to have like a little mellow middle part where kind of dips Or do I ease you in from the beginning? Start with Mm -hmm. something kind of mellow and then let it build. And then after the build, let it like crescendo and crash and Mm -hmm. chill out again. You got to It's like a roller coaster of music. Build in your mind.
1: And it depends on who it's from, what you do with that end. Because like, if it's like somebody with romantic interests, somebody you want to like make, then that last song Mm. can have that little promise of what's next to that little like tip back up. Mm-hmm. that sort of leaves you hanging because it, that's for the next one. Mm-hmm. That's for the next encounter. Yeah. And then if if you're really old school that's also when you pick up the mic uh, on your karaoke machine and you record yourself saying a few things on the end. A little yeah. private message to the person you've made the tape for to record that right on the end of the, <laughs> of the tape and then give that because we used to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that goes back to like, oh my gosh, fifth fifth, sixth grade, we would do that?
2: Well, you did tapes. I only ever burned CDs for people. Yeah, I did tapes.
0: Maybe I'm I'm alone in this. Maybe it is more common for people to, you know, make playlists and listen to them straight through than I believe. It's just that's always been the way I've done it. And I know a lot of times when I'm looking for a playlist, like, here's a good example. I had the overwhelming urge last week to listen to songs from Glee. All the Glee original recordings of songs Uh but not all of them are are winners obviously obviously so i looked up on spotify best of glee and of course there were a dozen people that had had already done the work for me and gone through and picked the best glee songs from every season and put them all together Mm. but they didn't look like they were ordered in an order meant to be listened to it looked like they went through every album and picked like these from this and these from this because it was like separated by album in that way
1: well that's i think what you're you're hitting on the key difference I think what you do is probably what most people do now, because Maybe. if when I'm making a playlist, I will look at an album that I want to get a song from, and if I see another song on there that I want on my playlist, of course I'm going to go ahead and add it. I'm yeah. not going to be like, I'll be back for you later, right? <laughs> because that that would be a weird <laughs> way to interact down? with my phone, right? Yeah. Like I w- who who does that? Yeah. Right. But back when we were making, whether it was tapes or CDs. That is like I was taking the tape that I wanted to take the song from and recording that one song from it, and then if I had wanted another song on that tape, I was going to have to fast forward it or rewind it or find that other song anyway, which I may as well just pick up another tape and put it in and put the next song. There is no convenience to doing two songs off the same tape or CD if you have a big stack of taken tapes and CDs next to you.
2: Yeah, and if you if you're burning a, a CD, then you know you have waited three hours for each one of those songs individually on Napster. And -hmm. you you had to know what you were looking for.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you've been ordering them as you went. Like you, yeah. yeah. So, I
0: mean, that's why I do shuffle because like when I've made playlists and I'm looking for, I mean, even just like of all one artist, like I've done that with Taylor Swift, just like what are my favorite songs from every album? So I can have a playlist to turn on that easily is all songs I like. Um, I don't want to put it on straight through because then it's going to be like, okay, here's all the songs from this one album. And then now we're transitioning to this one. Like I'd rather it be a mix. I gotcha. So, um, it's made that way. I will say though, it seems like albums now, not in the broad sense, but ones like this, um, like sour that Olivia Rodrigo album that I had you all listen to last year. Uh, I don't think they're as made to be mixed into like into a, into a mixtape. into a playlist or something because a lot of times they're all one feel one vibe you know what I mean like sour was all very like they're all heartbreak songs some might have a different Mm -hmm. like rhythm but they're all about heartbreak all of these songs on here are pretty much not all of them are about loss in the romantic sense but they're all very somber in tone yes even if they have some differing like beats in the background
1: that makes that is interesting and i don't know if that's a that's probably again outside of like what i know about music and the way albums are made and stuff but that that definitely is a departure from like if i think to the the albums i re-listened to over and over and over again when i was younger they all and i have to assume it was intentional intentionally had a variety of feels and tempos and
0: well because you were going to put in a cd and it was going to play straight through yeah or you know put in a tape or whatever it's not you you can't skip around on it as easily Mm -hmm. Gotta get the roller coaster,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, that that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. And it, now I will say that, like the old school way of doing that, it does leave the like. I had a mixtape that used to be one of my favorites. Like it was a really good mix, but if it's from somebody that is no longer in your life, it, that's a weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you What do you do with
2: that? That sounds like the uh, concept for a Phoebe Bridgers song.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs>
2: a mixtape from a lost friend
1: well I well I mean like like a breakup (laughs) yeah but still or or it could be from a friendship that like Mm -hmm. fell apart but like not a death necessarily that's a whole other thing but like somebody who like you have bad bad associations with the person maybe now and you don't want that person in your life but then they created this really beautiful mixtape for you what do you do with that because it's in like the tape is linked to the when we used to make mixes or playlists for people, they were linked to the person. So innately. I
2: feel then the music goes through, like, however, what's the thing about, like, however long a relationship was, it takes twice as long to get over it. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm. that's when you get back the music that you lost to it. I've definitely lost bands and, like, songs to breakups or ends of friendship, and they eventually come back to my life, like the songs, not the people. They eventually, oh, I can listen to this now, but... You got to just, until you're over your feelings from that relationship, the music, it's always going to feel a little messed up to listen to.
0: It's true. Also unrelated, but I did want to point out that now Phoebe Bridgers is only 27. So when she made this album, she was about my age, like 22. Wow, That's wild. Um, And when she wrote Killer, she was like 19 or 20. That's incredible. So,
2: yeah. It's a very intense album. Like, for all of its con- confrontation with, I mean, there's, like, there's death, there's murder, there's loss. There's a lot of, like, kind of sophisticated processing of all those things for, like, a, a very young person. Mm-hmm. It's like, what kind of life have you lived, Phoebe Bridgers?
0: Well, it really makes you think, yeah. especially, like, motion sickness is obviously about a relationship that ended that was not a great relationship. Um, but one of the lines is, you said, when you met me, you were born, but you were in a band when I was born. Like, she was 22 when that song came out. She may have been even younger when she wrote it. Like, how much older was it? And she has named the person that she wrote it about because she has been very open about, like, naming who she's written songs for or in honor of or if they're based on real events or if they're fictional. Because she said, like, well, I mean, if I'm going to talk about it, then I'm not going to, like, put it out there in the ether. Like, maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Like, I'm going to ground it in reality. So she's talked openly about who she wrote the song about.
1: Interesting. Um, I guess that's a good way to stop all the gossip around that, though. Like, make mm -hmm. people more focused on the music, because, like, there's so much, uh, like, when you talk about Taylor Swift, so much of the conversation is, who are these songs about?
0: Right. Uh, I just looked it up. Apparently, she wrote it about Ryan Adams.
2: Ah, that's right. She's in
0: the band Whiskey Town. Hmm. was married to Mandy Moore.
1: I know who that is.
0: So, yeah. I mean, I know who... Mandy, I mean, I meant Ryan Adams. 40, Obviously, I know who Mandy Moore is. He's 47 now, which means he's 20 years older than
1: yeah. Phoebe Bridgers. Not Brian Adams. Brian. Brian Adams is different.
0: I don't know. You is, don't know
1: who Brian Adams is?
0: Should I? Never
1: mind. I'm, I'm dating myself. <laughs> he's a singer, too. Okay. Canadian singer. Um.
2: <laughs> so it's like, but they aren't related in some way. No, I guess not.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's Phoebe Bridgers. Did you all have a song that you enjoyed most off this album?
1: Uh, other than like I said, I liked Motion Sickness, but I I keep picking the songs that are already popular, so I wanted to intentionally pick ones that weren't popular. Mm-hmm. And the we talked about them. I like Georgia. I liked Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. Um, those were probably the other ones I liked the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I don't know. I'm such a fan of Killer, like, from just yeah. before knowing who it was, that that's just one of my favorite, not just my favorite Phoebe Bridger songs, like, one of my favorite songs.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like all of those. I also like Scott Street, because um, mm-hmm. it's kind of about that, like, leaving where you're from and and coming back and not feeling quite the same, but also it is all the same, mm-hmm. those sorts of vibes. I don't know. Feeling very weird about leaving Huntington soon, so those songs kind of take that, makes hit that spot. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: well, thank you all for listening to this with me. I know it is kind of a somber, somber album, but I appreciate it in the sense that it still is like beautiful, good. There's plenty to music. be somber
1: about right now.
0: That's true.
2: Yeah, it, I, I feel like I, I my only problem in, in like processing this album was that it's so like just I would put it on and sort of like disassociate from the world (laughs) like I'm not really listening to the lyrics I'm just being sad with the music this is great
0: for reference (laughs) we're recording this on June 29th so it's been a bit of a week
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah we need yeah sometimes you need that catharsis yeah that's important but thank you all well thank you I had I honestly I had not heard these songs and I really enjoyed it and um, I'll check out her other albums because I I have heard of her and I've had no familiarity with the music so I'm glad you did what's next uh, c- something completely different. Um, <laughs> Big tone shift. Big, Big. tone shift. We're going to do Wayne's World. Wayne's World. That's it. That's the one. Party time excellent. Uh, we're going to do that next because I, I don't know how we've never done it. That's a great that's, question. Yeah.
2: It, saying it with that and that's right. Party time excellent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week for that.
1: Wayne's World Party Time Excellent. That's the one (laughs) brought to you by Knowers Arcade. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Thank you, uh, Riley. Thank you for bringing us Phoebe Bridgers. You all should check that out. Um, We listen to, I keep saying Alps because it's Stranger in the Alps. Stranger in the Alps. (laughs) I keep saying the
0: Alps. Which is a play on a line from The Big Lebowski, but the original line is inappropriate to say on the podcast. Oh,
1: Hmm.
0: didn't realize that. Yeah. It's in the Wikipedia page if you really want to know.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org. Check out a lot of great podcasts you'd enjoy. Um, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at maximumfund.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: I am
0: still buffering.
2: And, and I, I am, am too...
1: It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Indeed. Hey,
2: were you a reader as a kid?
1: Like, maybe you read a lot of fantasy novels. Or horse girl books. We know how it is. But now you're an adult, and you miss reading. You're so busy, and you can't figure out how to get back into books. We're Reading Glasses, and we're here to help. Yeah, we'll give you advice to figure out what books you love— Or learn to stop reading books you don't even like. We're really big proponents of dumping that book. Dump that book! But most importantly, we'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.